Hey guys, this is The Deal with Danny Brown. Welcome back. So the deal for today, for this week is, uh, so I'm in escrow. We're a new construction home. I represent the buyer. And you know, there's typical issues. One of the issues that came up was one of the showers downstairs wasn't sloped properly, so it wasn't draining. So of course, new house, client, my client, and I say, hey look, Mr. Builder, you gotta Take up the tile and repitch it so that it drains correctly. Don't want to buy a new house that already has an issue. Builder says, it's not a problem. It's going to be fine. We're like, okay, that's fine for you to say that, but it is a problem and we're not going to take a chance that it's going to be fine. No, no, we'll monitor it. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll monitor it. If it becomes a problem, then we'll do something about it. And we said, look here, Mr. Builder. Either warranty this shower for 10 years in writing that you'll take care of anything that comes from it or take the tile up and pitch it like we said. A couple days later, he agrees to repair the uh, shower floor and it's done right. So anyway, typical stuff. You got to push back sometimes on builders and sellers that aren't reasonable. And uh, that's what we did today. Hey guys, welcome back to The Deal. I'm Danny Brown. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I appreciate all of you that have subscribed and commented on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, wherever you're listening. It means a lot to me. Uh, If you can amplify this and pass this on to your friends and associates and let them know about The Deal podcast, I'd be so grateful. We've hit some good metrics and we're continuing to push forward. So appreciate it. Uh, This week on The Deal... Welcome Bob Skabinski, Bob the Builder. Bob is a Boston guy through and through, diehard Celtics, Red Sox, Patriots fan. He is a Ray Donovan lookalike, man. I can't get over it. Every time I see Ray Donovan, I think of Bob Skabinski. But Bob's a custom home builder. He's really raised the bar and raised the level of home building and spec building in Cheviot Hills. We're trying to move him a little further out from Cheviot Hills, but he's done an unreal job. We have some crazy stories. He's a Paul Pierce fanatic. I now live in Paul Pierce's house, which Bob ended up building, and it's just a crazy story. We'll get into that. he gives me so much crap when the Red Sox beat the Dodgers. It broke my heart. But I still got love for the Red Sox, Ray. My boy Kevin Millar, Cowboy Up, 2004, broke the curse. So I always got love for Sox Nation, even though I don't let Bob know that. So let's welcome Bob Skabinski.
You know, you said you wouldn't do this until I sold Earlmar. So it, I'm glad we sold Earlmar. You would have never showed up. Good point. That's that was a good point. That was a very tough uh, to get you here. But we got you here. Your first sale here at Compass? It's my first sale at Compass Perfect. was with Bob Skabinski and Earlmar. That's a good one to have. So, yes, that was my first sale at Compass. Um, I think the first deal I did with you was like in 011, a long time ago. It's been a long time. Yes. So I want to jump right into, you know, where you're from, where you grew up how you got into real estate. So sort of just take us back to the got beginning it. so we can get an idea of the okay. Bob Skabinski story. Um, grew up back East, had absolutely no interest in real estate growing up, but um, had very hardworking parents and grandparents that, that taught me work ethic. I've been, I was selling yesterday's newspaper today when I was 11 years old, going door to door and always had a job. Um, went to UMass. Okay. When I graduated from UMass, I had a couple buddies that wanted to be in LA. One of them was an actor. The other one was an editor. And I was working for Marriott Hotels at the time, actually. I went to school for hotel management. All right. And one New Year's Eve, we were sitting around doing stupid things and had a few drinks and decided we're moving to LA in a month. That's it. Yeah, and so they needed to be here. I wanted to be here. I just came off for sunshine. Did you know anything about LA at the time? I mean, no friends, no family, nothing. nothing. Zero. Just that you wanted to go. We we took a trip out here a couple months before that. Um, fell in love with it. So we packed up two cars. Oh, you drove across country. Four in the morning. We left in a blizzard. Oh, God. Yeah, we got stranded in New York. So from Massachusetts to get New, York, New York, we barely made that. Um, drove cross country in two cars, three of us. So we had, you know, we were alternating. Um, the whole trip was, was, uh, the goal was to get to the Grand Canyon because we had obviously never been there. And we made it to, I think, Flagstaff. That's close. Another blizzard. <laughs> we're snowed in. The hotel we were at happened to have like two busloads of cheerleaders from some college oh, that were stranded so as well thrilled about the blizzard so that wasn't half bad yeah we got to hang out in the hotel we stayed in a hotel for the night in flagstaff in flagstaff but the worst part was they shut the roads to the grand canyon down apparently it was the first time in forever yeah and we never I, made it i didn't even know it snowed there so, so we we couldn't go to the grand canyon we went straight to vegas even better which is the first time i had been to vegas that was your first trip to vegas first trip to vegas driving and how much money did you have in your pocket oh, at that? 300 bucks god oh, only knows god. i mean we, we none of us said you put it all on red when you got there we had and no jobs it. in la yeah. we had no idea had what we were nothing gonna do. set up we had i mean i had some decent money saved at the time which was was not much and uh we landed in la crashed with somebody's friend for a week and then started looking for apartments, and we realized real fast that we weren't going to live on the beach in Santa Monica. Uh, that dream we, was yeah, crushed. We ended up in like Los Feliz yeah. in like a dungeon. And Los Feliz was not a hipster. That, Los that we Feliz. thought we could afford. That was the hood back then. But we, the three of us basically all said, screw it. We're going to do what we have to do. And we went all the way back to the beach, and we got an apartment right in Santa Monica. Oh, you did find yeah, something in Santa 20th Monica. 20th Street. And ironically, which maybe will come out later, I owned a building on 20th for several years, um, an apartment building. So near, it's kind of ironic. Near there. Yeah, right Full near circle. there. Yeah, crazy. So you come out here, you have no job, no contacts, no network, Nothing. just young guys trying to start their lives. And where where did you go for work? Did you work at a restaurant? Did you I went, I went to Venice Beach every day and played hoop. So you were hooping it up. Playing hoop. White, white, man, white boy can't jump time. White Wasn't boy a, can jump. 
I had the UMass tr- uh, high jump record for like 15 years. Oh, wow. So I played hoop in so Venice. So you were just dunking on fools. Had a great time. <laughs> While they were out, one guy was, you know, uh, going on um, casting calls. The other guy was trying to get a job. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was working in, yeah. in conventions for Marriott. But I knew I wanted to be in sales. And um, after a few months of doing nothing and realizing I was going to have to get a job as a bartender or something, yeah, I saw uh, a headhunter and tested for, you know, whatever they were doing. And, and obviously, you know, I had sales ac- acumen at the time right. and knew I could do this. And um, they started sending me out on interviews in all different types of industries. Anyway, long story short, short I ended up in financial sales. I ended up doing equipment financing. So that's how you got into that. Yeah, business. I got into that business through I, a headhunter. So that was and kind I of a no part of it. The yeah. headhunter was, "You're going to be great for this." Well, I went in the what office. You were looking to do. It was. It was. I had no idea what it was. I mean, I. But sucked, you needed a job. I you sucked had... in finance in college. It wasn't a great. You know, I didn't do great in it. I wasn't uh, a money guy by any stretch. But I got in and I learned and I learned quickly and within a year I was the top sales guy there. There you go. Fast forward only 12 or 13 months into that career, I left there with four other guys and we started our own company. And then- uh, Doing equipment Doing equipment finance. finance. <clears throat> I had four partners and we, we were sued by the other company, <laughs> but for nothing that we didn't do anything, but they weren't yeah. happy that we left. We were the top guys. Um, kind of roundabout was we were acquired by a company in Beverly Hills where I met my mentor at the time. He was an older guy. Um, they bought our little business for basically nothing, but they kind of gave us a home. Yeah. And a couple of years later, after the big earthquake, he wanted to move to Arizona and I wanted to start a company with him. And so I moved to Scottsdale for a couple of years Got it. and we started a business out there and, uh, we're very successful. But after a couple of years, it was, he wanted to play golf three days a week and I was busting my ass running the company. And it was also equipment leasing, same, the same thing, industry equipment finance. Yeah. yeah. Equipment finance. And, um, just it wasn't going to work. I didn't like Arizona. It was too hot in the summer. He, he was on a different path. He wanted to go into retirement. I was trying to build the business. Just starting. He was ending. And yeah. we, we decided amicably to split the company into two. We kept, I kept the name. I did a lot of business in the entertainment industry and moved back to LA. Started with my two dogs, two Huskies, and one of my employees in a one bedroom, basically a studio in the marina. And that was my first office. That was it. And yeah. And then, you know, that's 25 years ago. Almost was that now. the start of Takeor? That, that was the start of Takeor, yeah. So that's, you're still, and still in business today. 25 years later. Still yeah. exists. Yeah. So, so unbelievable. So, Weren't really looking to get into that business. Needed a job, no. young guy. Yep. Went into it, did well at it because you're good at sales. And then opportunities started presenting Absolutely. themselves with yeah. hard work. Met and a talent. lot of people out here. And hard then, work. So that's interesting. So now you're in that. You got your business set up, <laughs> take or set up, your financing. How the heck did you get in from there into, hey, I'm going to develop homes on the west side? I mean, it so have nothing to do with each other. I met a guy, very big attorney at the time in town. His name is Stuart Liner. Of course. Great you know guy. Is. Yeah. Um, legendary guy. Legendary builder, yes. but more legendary, legendary as an attorney. Legendary in the legal field, but yeah. then became he's a, a legendary builder. He's a big, big, big deal yes. who started in the Huntington Palisades with his own home and sold it to a celebrity and he and his wife built another one and sold it before it was done and so on and so on. Um, They did very well. 
and as good out as with, anyone's ever done. Oh, I think, absolutely. He's in probably, recent times, in terms of developing high-end luxury West Side homes, I agree. I don't I know agree. if anyone's done what they've done. I mean, he went from doing his own stuff to building forty, fifty million dollar homes. Yeah, and very well. Yeah, and impeccable reputation. Yeah. Great guy. Does it right. So he always shared with my buddies and I what he was doing and how he was doing it, uh, and we always would look leave. Good to you. We would leave his home after drinking, you know, scotch and smoking cigars, and say, "God, we got to do this." And I was driving through kind of like, not Westwood, but just just kind of north of Pico. Yeah. You know, near Westwood, Camden, whatever yeah, that area yeah. is over the there. Edge, the edge Happened of Westwood. To, yeah, exactly. I mean, it was not a great area yeah. and certainly not at the time, but I drove by and there was a lot and there was a fence and there was a sign that said for sale, for sale. permits ready, et cetera, et cetera. I didn't know anything. Um, I called the number. It was a divorce. They needed to sell it. It was approved. It was ready to be built. So I called Stuart and ran it by him. And he, he said, do the math. And I said, I don't even know how to do the math. <laughs> what is the I math? Said, I said, this is what I'm going to buy it for. I have no idea how what it's going to cost it? me do to build. Do you remember what the house was? No idea. A couple no hundred idea. thousand or no, something? No, it was probably several hundred thousand, I'm yeah, assuming. Maybe close to Okay. Um, but he said, find a contractor, get a bid. Add that to, I mean, the simple cost. math. Add yeah. it to the cost of the house. Figure out Keep what you think simple. you can sell it for. And, and if it makes sense, do it. And so naturally, I called my buddies that we all used to hang out and say, we're going to do this. And none of them wanted to do it. No one wanted to put no it in No one money. has the balls to do it or, or the it's time to step or, up. Yeah, exactly. No one's in. So uh, I did it. And it was scary. I mean, I was running a business. Yeah, so you're working full time, running yeah. a business, and I now hired you're a contractor. Kind of had to pay attention to what he was doing because I didn't know what the hell was going you on. You had no idea what was now, going I on. Now I had gone through a remodel for my own house in Chevy at the time and had an idea, but yeah. ultimately I had no idea. <laughs> Long story and knock on wood, the house came out beautiful. We did it quickly, sold it, made some money. And then bought another one in Chevy. Wow. And then and I what bent, year are we talking about? What is this? This is probably um, eight, oh eight, seven, oh, oh, so seven, oh eight. Not that long ago. Yeah. So it's sort of the end of last cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Before the because, crash happened in 08, 09. The, the third the home I did was affected with the, with with the, the market crashing. Yeah. Well, that's an and, interesting And scenario. that was a crazy one because we had a pipe burst the night before an open house, the first open house. So it's done. Perfect timing. Ironically, it's on the same street I live on now, but it was the, it was day of open house. House was flooded, a foot of water, horrible what? mess. They so just shut it down. Yeah, and- months of months of remediation oh. Oh. and re- redoing. And so when it was supposed to go open, the market was already okay. Oh, was- and during this project, Lehman's meltdown and everything. Everything happened. everything blew up. And I was lucky enough to get out of there about even, which was great. At that the time. was a win. To yeah, get I mean, out honestly, even. it was a it was a save. Yeah. And did you build through the recession through oh nine oh ten? I've never stopped. So um, what were the? Did you make money or were you breaking even in those? I few was years? I was still making money. I making was building money. good stuff. I always built a good product. I was so building, you were buying lots at a discount. Buying at a once the recession at, hit, at whatever discount whatever the market it was, was, yeah, and selling them whatever the market was, Absolutely. and you were making money. So it wasn't like you were losing because the market no, went and down. At the time, you know, I was doing one a year because I was still running my company. One a year, okay. So and so I did one a year. It took about a year or less. You know, we were, we were always good at getting things yeah. done quickly. And then that's part of the game. I mean, we, you got to get in and you got to get out. You got to mm-hmm. build it right. But knock on wood, I never, I, we, I always made money, even even when things were bad. Thank it was God. a good neighborhood. Yeah. All of it was in Cheviot for a long time. 
and I built good quality and people appreciated it. And I lived in the neighborhood. I mean, it's tough to build and live next door to somebody if you don't build a good product, right. but I did yeah. and, and still do. And so, um, yeah, about five years ago, I hired a CEO to run my finance business and I wanted to get into this full time. So that was just five years ago that you, yeah. you were, I thought you stopped running that company well, a while ago. I brought him in probably longer than five years ago. In fact, for sure. But I kind of gave the reins over. I was in the office a couple days so a week. Five for, years ago, you didn't have to run day-to-day operations. Five years ago, Only I you had to run your development company. I traded company. in your, the, the suit in the office and the corner to yeah. what you're seeing now. I, I wanted to be outside. So I wanted to be doing what I'm doing. 2003 or so. 2013. Yeah, exactly. Around, around that time. 2013, so 14. how many houses do you think you've built from that first one on Camden until now? How many spec homes have you built in your career? Uh, 25, 26, 25. something like that. And now you're, what is your ideal for a year? What would you ideally like to be doing? How many homes a year? Four, but four the right four. Of course. I want, I, I want, to, I want to stay in the neighborhood because I'm there. Yeah. And I want to continue to be the guy that can build the quality for that area. Yeah. But also, I want to step it up. I want to get into it. Yeah, we've talked about that all the time. And I'm trying to get you into a little home in Brentwood and Palisades. And we will. We'll get there. Yeah. I mean, the product's going to sell wherever wherever we put it. Yeah. I mean, your product speaks for itself. And it's funny. I shot you a Thank picture you. this week of a hood that you put in my house. I, well, it's another right. story that right. I bought a house from you. It's the, the hood that's in my house and it was in a $20 million yeah. spec in Beverly Gorgeous. Hills. For sure. And my house is nowhere near 20 million, but God bless, it's a beautiful house. But For sure. this is a really good story. So so Bob you know, is builder and I'm the broker and we've done deals together and I bring him deals all the time. So I have a listing and it happens to be NBA uh, legend, the truth, Paul Pierce, buddy of mine and Bob being from Boston. One of my favorite players. One of his favorite sure. players of all time. And I list the house and it, it wasn't, Paul didn't live there. He bought it for his mom when he signed his first contract. Paul's from Englewood, he grew up in LA. She wanted to be in LA, so she had been there. It's a beautiful house that Hal Klein built in the 90s. And it looked like a 90s house. Yeah. Like yellow, lemon, Spanish, Mediterranean. So I called Bob and I was like, look, getting this listing, I know you don't usually do remodels, but you could turn this into your it's the only Bob one I've Skabinski done. style. Yeah, it is it's really the only, the only one. one. Yeah. So, you know, you Bob looked at it, had the vision and said, okay, I totally get it. I, this can be a kick-ass house. And it was, at the time, it was, oh, you know, the usual. I don't know what we can sell it for. Right. Is it worth it? It's kind of thin. All the usual stuff, the numbers. And then I remember at the time you were, one of the big factors why you did it was that you were just in between projects. You know? Absolutely. I and mean, you candidly, may have I've not told done you this. It. I, most I did it to keep my crew busy. Yeah, so that's a huge thing, because think about, you've gone on quite a run since that. Sure. That sort of kept your crew working, and then you've had multiple houses since. But our story was, we're going to flip the house, and I was going to resell it for a number that I thought was a good number, which you thought was, well, that's big. I don't know if we're going to get it. Sure. Fast forward six months into the, the construction, my wife, Jessica, God bless her, and mother-in-law, Mama Fran. Probably more mother-in-law. Mama Fran. Sure. Go see the house because they like to see everything I do. And they, they always go to see your houses because I love your houses. And they walk in and I get the call. Hysterical. I love this house. We got to buy this house. Don't let Bob sell it. And I'm like, whoa, 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 wait. I'm listing the house. We're not buying the house. So then for the next two weeks, I didn't even tell Bob. I didn't want to tell yeah. you. I'm like, I'm not telling him anything unless I know they're But one. we knew. Yeah. Oh, they, they knew because they, were, they kept they were walking, there 25 kept times a day. And I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, I can't. I'm not talking to Bob unless I know you guys are ready to pull the trigger. I'm not going to not going to go there. So a couple of weeks later, 
We're like, well, you we're got at, yourself we're a great house. We got an amazing house. We bought the house. It's an amazing house. We paid the price that I thought it would yeah. sell for. Yeah. And by the way, I'm, it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's not, love it looks it. totally different. It, it looks different than every other house. And yeah. Yeah, we love it. You got to get Paul back there. I keep He'll telling him. Over, I was just seriously. with him this week, and he said he wants to come by. Yeah, uh, he will flip out. Interesting tale for sure. So funny, yeah, very funny story. Um, tell me a little bit about uh, your your passion for sports. You played track. Was that what? Uh, yeah, I mean, I played everything growing up. But everything growing up, but then college, you were competitive. Yeah, I was. And, a, I was a catcher in high school in baseball, and uh, kind of knees were banged up a yeah. little bit, and. I just was a little bit burnt out. I was like, I literally caught since I was like five years old. Yeah. And you know, if you've ever done that, you know what it does to your body. And so yeah. I, I was thinking about bailing on baseball and the, um, the soccer coach who I had played for was the track coach in high school. Got it. And he convinced me to tr run track. He knew I was fast. He knew I could jump. Yeah. He's like, I don't know what you're going to do, but just try. Just go out there, you're athletic. Yeah, I ended up running the 100. I ran the 4 by 100. Oh, so I high jumped. Fast. I long jumped. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I was sixth in the state in the 100. Wow. I won the state in the high jump. Did you play in high, high school? I did not, oh, no. I'm surprised they didn't make you a wide receiver. Yeah, well, they tried. My parents were not into football. You my mother, been sadly, my mother had a boyfriend in high school that broke his neck playing football. Uh, well, that, so, that can change your Yeah, I mean, ultimately, views. Yeah, I... It probably you're better off a, not. Imagine it, what your back would be like if you played. Probably, yeah. I broke it anyway. So, yeah. ironically, yeah. so I uh, track got me got me to UMass. I ran track at UMass. Got it. Uh, I ran the hundred there. Like I said, I had the high jump record for up until only like five years ago. I didn't yeah. even know. I mean, honestly, that's I had a, no idea. I didn't know that. Me. I mean, I knew you were an athlete. I didn't know how deep. Of, that's pretty yeah, impressive. It's pretty intense. And then I, growing up in Boston, I mean, Celtics, Red Sox, Patriots. It wasn't huge always. Fan. You know what it is today where now it's that you know, yeah i mean phenomenal i mean growing candidly, up, i when i had the, when i was deep in the finance business i opened an office back in in cambridge yeah and did it so i could go back and visit family and see my teams and yeah. i was back five six seven eight times a year before i had kids i would just go back for is it just a given that you're just a diehard when you grow up in Boston? It's just sports, I part think of the culture 100%. there. hundred percent. It just I mean, seems like everyone I know from Boston. If you're a sports Boston, fan, you're a diehard. Even guys out here even, say, God, you've been here more than half your life now, which is yeah, true. Yeah. It's crazy. But there's no. But, but you're a Boston guy, no matter what. Blood. You're not and rooting when, for the Dodgers no, when they play. And when they, and when they <laughs> sucked, you loved them. And when they, yeah. they're great, you still love them. Yeah. So it's it, we had, listen, it wasn't always as good as it is It wasn't always as good. What do you mean? You had the curse. You had what? the curse for a hundred years. I know, but even all the teams. I mean, you know, growing up, Patriots. I mean, they were awful. Yeah, Grogan we had, we had was a lot the of bad teams. <laughs> Think yeah. of the Bloodsoe episode. Yeah. And, so anyway, uh, I mean, listen, I was in I, 1986. Ryan Leaf. Uh, I remember flop. sitting in my dorm lounge with all my buddies watching that Met Red oh. Sox game. Bill Buckner, sophomore year of college, oh. and thinking we got this, we got, we got this, and then, and then holy crushed. shit, they're putting Buckner in the game. Or keeping him in the game, and boom! Did you have a story you mentioned about Dwight Evans? Or uh... <laughs> well, so um, a friend had <laughs> not some to be, not to be named had, had some access to things, and um, yeah, we used to go out on Newberry Street in Boston and drink a little too much. And yeah, surprise! When the bars got Shocker. shut down, nobody likes to drink in Boston. No, especially not this coming Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. We we would this guy would let us in Fenway Park, and we would go in there at three in the morning, and they would put the lights on, and we would hit what? balls, and we would go in Dwight Evans' family suite and drink, and 
Yeah. You go on the field taking BP and fight away? On the field. I mean, throwing the ball to yourself and hitting it. You know, see how Trying to launch one over the wall. Trying to launch one over the wall. And believe me, you played baseball. If that wall was shorter, you could hit it over that wall. Oh, yeah. I mean, all day long. People don't realize how how high and hard you have to hit But yeah, I mean, it's imagine you're a kid growing up a Red Sox fan, and now you're, you know, I mean, I, I... Looking back, I wish I was sober in those moments because yeah. obviously I've been in the stadium a hundred times. Yeah, that's but. an incredible place to watch a game. I was there, as I mentioned, you with Kevin Millar, uh, my, my close buddy growing up for those games at 0304. Yeah, and going to games, the Yankee Red Sox games, it was like a different sport. It was not like growing up going to the Dodger games no. that I knew my whole life. It was a People different don't get sport. It. People like, are so it, passionate. It's, and it's so, so intimate. Into it. right? It's so intimate. Yeah. You're in this old original stadium. It's so close. Yeah. And everyone in the stadium is engaged in like a super fan of women, men, yep. kids, old, young, all generations. And I was like, it's intense. holy crap, but, but this those, is incredible. It's like soccer fans in Europe. I mean, you just, you're there, you're in yeah, your seat. Look, you're I really fell in love with the seat. Red Sox nation those couple of years. You know, Millar was there with the whole cowboy up and yeah. four days in October. How I actually was there in 04 when, when we won as well. Yeah, I was at every game. Uh, thank God that he, he uh, was involved with that. But I became a huge Red Sox fan and in two years appreciated the history, the passion, and the love that people had for the Red Sox. And I thought, man, this is two years. What if I had grown up like yeah, this it's it, intense i'd be nuts like you I'd be completely nuts yeah i'm not so, that nuts but close uh, on the board right on the edge border. right on the edge so anyway yeah that's always something that that i think about with you boston guys are always you know it's patriots with brady the red sox are winning you know everyone's winning yeah, celtics they're very, are winning they're, they're yeah. not fair weather fans that's for sure no. and if you guys are stinking you're still there loving the team and just getting crushed and still it's not like here where the Dodgers stink, the Lakers stink. Right. We just right. write them off and wait for the wait for yeah, them to I was, at, I was at the final game against the Dodgers, and I'll, I'll, I'll bet you there were more Red Sox fans at that game than Dodger fans oh, this past year. I was at the uh, historic game against the Red Sox and Dodgers at Dodger Stadium, oh, the World Series game. I was at the 18-inning oh, right. game. Yeah, crazy, That right? was brutal to watch two games once. And now Kelly, Dodgers signed Kelly. I hope he can um, – Hope that wasn't his best nine innings yeah, that he exactly. ever pitched. In those. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. They paid him some money to try to stop the Red Sox this year. Time will tell. So tell me what's uh, what's next for you in terms of your development uh, company, B Homes, and what you'd like to do. I mean, sounds like you want to expand and get into yeah, I mean, bigger price points. Ultimately, it's all about finding product right now. I mean, as you know, yeah. it's 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 not easy, impossible to find. There's no deals. Number one, right? You're paying full market. You're competing with everybody. Yeah. Sadly, everyone. I mean, listen. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in the wrong town to have grown up in a you know three bedroom, one bathroom home. I you know the the people out here with money are buying everything they can. They're paying stupid prices. Right. And they're building crappy product, and that and it's unfortunate. But I think part of this whatever we're going through right now in terms of a slowdown or a cool down or whatever you yeah. want to call it. I don't it, know what it is. Hopefully, yet. it's not a big adjustment. But yeah. hopefully, some of these. Builders and developers are going to get you know filtered out, filtered out, yeah. and and, and things happens. will get back to a little bit more reality. It happens in every cycle. I mean, yeah, I mean with fifty percent of the brokers got washed out of the business in the last adjustments. It's just like the builders are saturated, the brokers are too. It's the same thing. You hopefully you get filter out the amateurs I mean, listen, and get real, to the professionals. Real estate, it's funny. I be having never had any interest in it and not really knowing much about it. I didn't grow up around people. My relatives weren't in real estate. They didn't know much about other than you buy a house and you live in it for 30, 40 years. Yeah. But that's where the money is. I mean, yeah. ultimately, you know, I I through because of Stuart and kind of his mentorship over the years, years ago, 
when my company was growing, I bought a, a little two-story building in Culver City hmm. for my company. I figured if I'm paying rent, I might yeah, as well was your own office. Something. And the Smart. goal was, I just had kids. I said, all right, in 17, 18 years, this thing will be worth hopefully enough where I can sell it and pay for my kids' college. I mean, that was my goal, obviously, at yeah. the time. And about a year and a half later, my broker, Luke Palma, who worked for one of the big you know, West Side brokerage firms, called me and said, dude, I got, a, I got a buyer. Somebody wants to buy your building and you can make X. And that X in a year and a half was what I thought I would try to make in 17, 18 years. Oh, come on. Yeah. And so we sold it. Took the money. And went back to leasing space. Yeah. Took that money and bought this apartment building in Santa Monica on 20th, on 20th <laughs> which my parents now live in half the year. Yeah. So I don't own it anymore. I sold it, but um, yeah, kind of a crazy circle. Yeah, and you also are investing in other real estate that you're not developing. Correct. I mean, you've got uh, a lot of land deals. A lot of land deals. You have the ranch deal in we Santa Clarita. Fifty six acres in Santa Clarita. We've got the last like eight hundred acres in Indio. Right, and that Indio's we own. hot, with the crazy hot, and they just they just uh, approved. Uh, growing for cannabis, which is going to probably be a big, big deal yeah. out there. So for you, that is just investment. You're not hands-on developing. No, I'm, I'm an investor. You know, we 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 buy distressed land from banks at crazy prices, or, or we try to. God, so that's and a we hold pure and, investment mm-hmm. value play. It's not yeah. about you designing and developing. And, and, and we're growing. You know, and 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 I'm actively getting back involved with Takeor, not on a day-to-day basis, but we're really. You know, up that we're business. very similar to what you guys are doing at Compass right now. We're 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 the hot guy on the street. We yeah. have the technology. I mean, it's the same, same story. Yeah. We just don't have the the mega money behind it. You don't have but the billion dollars. But we're cash. hiring people every week, <laughs> and we're we're growing, and we're you know, like I said, we're the flavor of what the month. What is the bread and butter of the equipment that you would be financing? Like, like, fi- uh, quit, like what what if I'm someone that's coming to take order? Get financing. What type of equipment am I so looking at? So you're, let's say you own this real estate firm. Yeah. And when you're starting the office, you need to buy five hundred thousand dollars in furniture and and Macs and phones and servers, these, everything and for the office, everything you need. And you decide I don't. No different than leasing a car. I don't want to own it. Got it. I want to lease it. I want to have it for five years, and I want to be able to buy it cheap or turn it back in. Got it. So that's what we do: construction equipment, medical equipment. Wow. Office equipment. I used to do a ton in the media business, all the film film equipment that the studios were using. Yep. And now the big business is working capital. A lot of these businesses across the country, thousands and thousands. I mean, you, you hear the ads on the news all the time with, you know, uh, uh, got some of these companies, Quicken Loans, that, that has their own version of, yep. of these things. And, and so companies that need $30,000 for two months, it's almost like it's not a payday loan, but if they don't have access to a bank line and let's say they can go buy inventory for 30,000 bucks, they'll borrow the money from us. We lend it to them at, you know, decent rates for us and we have a good return. And that's a big, big part of our business right now. Got it. Do you know Shervin Roshti in your business or Mike Green? I have two close friends that I, are. I think I know Mike Green. De- yeah. Um, I, Dakota. Mike, yeah, Mike Green's Dakota. Dakota. Of course. Yeah, I know Mike Green. Mike yeah. and I played baseball I used to together. see him in the gym at Sports Oh, yeah. Mike's ripped. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's jacked. It's, it's funny. He's a great yeah, I do baseball know Mike player. Mike and I really? played uh, high school together. And, wow. Uh, yeah, he, and Mike played knows on me. teams in college together. So very similar. And so, you know, we're, we're, okay, taking, so advantage, similar we're taking advantage of all these other big companies that are changing comp plans very candidly. And, yeah. and we're all these people want to come work for us. That's fantastic. That's great. Well, yeah. good luck with building that. Yeah. You're also investing in some other interesting things, right? You're passionate and an investor in horses. Horse racing. Yeah, I mean, sad topic right now, but but reality. I mean, you know, California has has been 
we we they needed to do something. I'm sure everybody, Santa everybody Anita knows about and all the, the issues, yeah. the horses. There's been a lot of horses that have been you know fatally injured in the yeah, last that's few so months. Sad. It's horrible. Has it only been the last few months, or has it always yeah, been this no, way? No, it's well. The rain destroyed the track. That's what I heard. So Here's the weather the really whacked If you out went out and went terrain. on a hike in the rain and you slipped in the mud, you're probably gonna hurt yourself. Yeah. And so trainers that are not super smart or, or that are being very aggressive, trying to earn money for an aggressive owner, are taking these horses out maybe when they shouldn't be taking these them out. these horses are. And the track had, had been allowing it. So uh, just yesterday, they you know they 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 came up with several new rules, which are great. It's gonna be yeah, good for the sport. I've been reading about lots Hopefully, of- the other other states adopt the same rules. So right now, it's only California. It's only the Southern rules, California. Southern California. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's not even the, the sport didn't mandate it. The track basically said we're gonna do this. as they should. Yeah, was I mean, it, was it only happening there? I mean, for uh, concentrated there was, yeah, issues. Very severe which makes cases sense. We've had the horrible weather and, there, and it's what, not okay. I mean, and believe me, we they treat these horses better than most human beings. I, I know. They're I've bathed my twice friends a that day. Are, they're they're they get acupuncture. Right. They get massage. They're they, treated like thoroughbred professional and, and, athletes, and, 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 and they're loved. I mean, this is it's sad. It's it's very very sad what's yeah. happened. You know, I got into this by accident. I was in Vegas playing craps. And That's how you got into yeah, this. Yeah, and you know the guys that I'm involved. The Red with. Feather, little, little Red Feather, Little Red Feather guys, great Gary guys. Fenton and Billy Koch from yeah. Beverly Hills. Two, I grew up with those guys. Billy's Solid dudes. dad was a you know grandfather was a legend. He produced airplane. His grandfather was partners with Telly Savalas. <laughs> yeah, Kojak. Yeah, on Kojak. horses. Classic. And Billy fell in oh, love with it at, so at his a grandfather young age. was passionate about the horses, and he saw it growing up. So and, I was in Vegas, that's great. and my uh, friend of mine. Picks up the I pick up my phone. It's a it's a friend of my ex wife, and she says, um, "You you've always been interested in racehorses, right?" I said, "Yeah." She goes, "Well, you ought to come back when you come back from Vegas. I want you to go. Jim Rome, who's a sportscaster, right. Jim Rome and this gal's wife were very good friends. Got it. She goes, okay. Jimmy's gonna buy a horse." And I think Tom Brady's involved. I may be wrong. Brady's involved. You're in. It was. It was. There's this group of guys, and and Jim's gonna buy it. And you know the horses from you know, uh, got chili. His name was Hard Bill. Yeah, Hard Bill from Chili. And and he was a winner. Brady's in on the deal. So forget it. it. You know, Lord only knows what was true and what was not. But I did know that Rome was gonna go meet the trainer and the horse. I met them at the track. I met Gary and Billy. I met Jim. The trainer was awesome. Was this early? Was this it. early on for for that group for like for um, Billy and? It wasn't. Or they it wasn't at the beginning. Were, it wasn't the beginning, but they, had, but they, you know, they, they had a Breeders' Cup win that was a big big deal. And okay, uh, a horse called Singletary, it. which was named after Mike Singletary. Mike Singletary. Singletary. God, they've done this a yeah, long time. Yeah, it was kind of a, a cheap horse that you know won was a winner and, and was amazing. So <laughs> they, you know, I got involved in that. And I'm super passionate about that. And were you always passionate about the horse track? Always loved horses. Yeah. Grew up riding horses. Grew up going to like the crappiest races in Scarborough, Maine. Got it. You know, the harness racing. Go bet to, to Exactto for yeah, five I mean, bucks. I grew up, my yeah. grandfather loved the horses. He was always at Hollywood Park, Santa Anita. You know, he's from New York, but moved to, to LA, you know, in the 40s. And he, growing up, I always hear, oh, I had $20 yeah, on the Exacto, 300 wherever, to yeah. one, and I just missed. And one time he think he hit and he comes in with a brand, new, takes brand new Cadillac Seville. Yeah. This is in the 70s. Hey, or I have an uncle like that, that won is, a crazy bet like that and, and bought two cottages in Maine for cash. Uh, like, come on. And so, and, but most of the time, 99% you of the time lose. was, oh, I had yeah. the, I had, almost hit the Exacto. I did. They came in fourth. Not I mean, third. here's the thing they're horses. They can't tell you they don't feel well. 
They wake up, oh, they're tired. On, they're going to do it, it. They're athletes. No, they you have all, a good you, day or they don't have a good yeah, day. Yeah, if you're an expert and you study the numbers, it's like analytics. Right. You help your odds, but you can't call it. I mean, it's yeah. just. So that's something you're passionate about. For are sure. you are how often are you out there? Are you not as much as I'd like? We got involved in uh, pin hooking, which is where you buy yearlings and you sell them at two years old. It's just a different part of the business. That's so you're oh. selling horses that will become so, so, you, so we have a partnership horses? and you buy, let's say, twenty one year olds at babies. an auction. You're buying, babies. you're buying a pedigree. Yeah. You, you, you know, what's the horse look like and what's the line the, the breeding line? Yeah. Right. And then you train them for a year, you train them to be a racehorse. And at two years old, which is right now, we just had the la the first sale of the year was last week. At two this years week. old, are they? I don't know horses that well. Are they full grown or what? You can no, they're not full grown, but you can race a horse at two years. They can start racing. A lot of, you, keep in mind the Derby is only three year olds. Wow. Kentucky Derby. It's so only three. Years. So in theory, three you're peaking. So at That's two, it. you sell them now. We just had a sale in uh, uh, back east, and there's going to be another one in Miami in a month, and then there's others in Kentucky and so forth. And you hope that you, if you bought a horse and trained it well, that it's going to make be, a profit. It's business. I mean, yeah. you know, we had one last year or the year before that sold for a million dollars. Selling a, a horse as a two-year-old that's never raced that runs, you know, a sixteenth of a mile under a gun, timing it and breeding. Yeah, but if that race, if that becomes a you know champion well, listen, racer, most of these horses that we're buying are direct lineage of other the, champions. You know, the guys who just won yeah. the Derby and the Breeders' Cups and, and, and all the big races. So Yeah, this is it's amazing. So what a horse like that, if it goes on to do what you expect, someone buys that horse, what kind of winnings could it have? And it, isn't the Depends. career pretty short? Most most horses don't make a lot of money. They they don't make any money. I mean, quite frankly, you gotta you know, vet bills are high. It's a very yeah. expensive sport. It's, yeah, it's, so it's mainly losers. It's throwing a dart at a dartboard trying to pick a stock. But then when you get one that does hit and they become that that horse, the one in a hundred or whatever it is, what yeah. kind of money are they making it from from these races? Depends. I mean, there was a, so a, a Japanese guy just bought a horse at that sale this week for $2 million. He bought a, the horse for $2 million. A, a two-year-old horse that's never raced, that's never ran around the track, probably full yeah. speed with a jockey on it. And breeding and if that god forbid that horse twists an ankle tomorrow it. it's all over i mean the horse will live and, and it'll survive and be a trail horse or a jumper or something else but yeah, yeah i mean it's tough game yeah high risk high tough, tough so who, what is the purse for a kentucky derby type race when some whoever wins that millions it is millions yeah, yeah. so it's like that but that is the but one that's, in, but that's winning the world series yes it's the one in a million yeah. or the so, super bowl is more like it because yeah. it's a one-time shot right so not mm -hmm. happening not you do <laughs> not your happening. best no. you do your best and you lose a lot yeah, no very good chance you're it's you're buying a shitty stock yeah hey look it's like the record <laughs> business you sign 20 bands and maybe one of them hits yeah and two or three break even and the rest don't for sure rest lose money it's, it's long shot odds well that's really interesting. better odds in real estate for sure better odds in real estate for sure no doubt about it if you're doing it right you should win most of the time it's singles exactly. doubles triples home runs so tell me about um do you have any morning routines you i know you work out a lot i mean you're sort of the, on a personal sort of the personal I mean, I'm, side I'm, are you like a meditator at all do you do any I, mindfulness anything no meditation like i probably should i'm actually considering you it really need for it. sleep but I get up early. I, 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 up I'm early. not one of these guys that sets an alarm and snoozes five times. I get up. Well, what's your getting up early? What, how early? Six. You're up early. Generally. I'm up at six. I get right up. I get right in the shower. I watch the news kind of when I'm in the shower or kind of hear it and watch yep. it in the background. Um, and now my I used to be in the office early, but now my routine is I go out and, and go to my job sites early 
meet with the guys running the jobs. Lonnie and such. Lonnie and my crew and see who needs Shout what. Shout out to Lonnie, my Lonnie main Pacias, man. Lonnie Pacias, yeah. My one kids the, love him. One of the best a real pro. metal rock drummers in the world. Oh, by And yes. that's no bullshit. I know. Like, the real deal. Yeah, Lonnie Plays can play. at the Roxy and, and this is the like, big guys, when they need a good drummer for those, like, you know, Legends Nights, he's the drummer. Yeah. He's it's like, insane. You know, he's right there. We and I play about drums. That. I mean, I grew up playing drums oh, since really? I'm five. Yeah. And so I have drums in my garage, which I need to start playing, electronic drums. No, but he's the real deal. He's, he's the, the real, real musician. Yeah, I'm and embarrassed so, to play in front of him. He's also a fantastic contractor. He is. So he, instead of on, going on tour with Metallica, he's building houses much, on the west side. Yeah. And I think he's happy. You know, it's a little more stable. It's but, a little more stable. So I'm out there with those guys for... You know, whatever whatever time I need to depending be. on what's yeah. going on. And then luckily, listen, luckily I've I've you know, I've gotten to a stage in my career and in my life where I can I then usually go back to the office and do a little bit of work and um I'm flexible. I mean, listen, I haven't missed anything from my ki- my kids are going to be 17 and 15. I've never missed a school event. I never well, missed something a, else a was play when you're 4 years old. I've never missed so a, you're very involved. I've never missed anything. No I mean, matter it, what's going doesn't on. doesn't matter. I've always had the ability to get the hell out first. and just go and do it, which it's is really, great. I'm lucky. I mean, not very lucky. You're very lucky. So, you know, a, it's a, it's a blessing and it's a curse because God forbid you have to miss something, which I haven't, but I'm sure I will at some point. Um, it's, you know, you, 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 you break the record. That's great for them. It's great but, that you're there and, yeah, all the events. So I, once and I, I kind of get through my morning, then I go to the gym. I don't yeah, have a set I, I've time. I've never talked to someone more who's on a treadmill than you. But it, but it's but only random because I'm not in there all the time, and I'm it not seems in there. Like you're long. in there all the time. This guy, must, this guy's going to go so get a six pack or something. When, when he trained for a marathon. Dude, so I feel like every day I talk to you, you're when, like on the treadmill. When when I can answer you yeah. is usually when I'm not busy, <laughs> and I'm, that means I'm on the treadmill. Yeah, or I'm in the gym. I feel like that's every time I catch a now, I'm like, this guy's working out two days, three for ninety minutes. Minutes, probably five or six days a week. Okay. That's it. So I go in, I do really I'm not training. a gym rat. I, I mean, hate it. I can't stand it. I do it so I can eat pizza and drink yeah. and drink wine. But uh, to do it, I don't much, like it, but consistent. I get in and I don't talk to people. I get through my, my stuff and I get out. Yeah. And then the rest of my day is, you know, back to the job sites Putting and out figuring out what's going and on. We're and looking at trying to help and, stuff with with the finance company that they made help may yeah. need help on. Like we're we're trying to raise money now. So there's a there's a project there that I'm kinda taking on. Yeah. And I'm actually getting my real estate license, believe it oh, or not. Oh great. No, not to be I'm a getting competitor. My, I'm getting my contractor's license. You, I'm gonna you build. should. Don't <laughs> be threatened. I you know, I mean I'm I, so threatened. I, I I won't take the, the corner office down there yet. <laughs> no, I just I here's the thing. I, I meant to do it years ago because yeah. I'm in the business and I ought to have it. Yeah. I don't even know why I'm doing it, but I'm just doing it because I have the time to do it right now. Yeah, because you want to tell me, Danny, I have a license, so how much uh, well, should we split look, this I may, deal? Be, I may be looking for a job in a couple of years. You never I know. Doubt. Yes. At that time. Don't I'm, be scared. By that point, I hope I'm building houses. How many hours do I need to become a contractor? I go work for Lonnie? Yeah, you should probably go work for Lonnie. It's going to be a hell of a lot longer, and it's going to take me to get a job, a job yeah. down the hallway here. I play here. guitar. I can jam with him, <laughs> jam with him and Hugo and all those guys. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> so tell me, do you have, obviously, you have you have a daughters. Your, your loafers will never make it through the dirt yes. approaching the, the lot. Well, I could throw on the Adidas shell toes. Don't <laughs> worry. I don't always go loafers. That's just, that's just sometimes. So tell me, uh, you, you have daughters, teenage daughters. Mm-hmm. So now you're balancing being dad and the businesses. How, you know, it seems like you've done a good job of that because you're finding time to always be there. Listen, how have you done they, that? They have how a great have you- mom and they have a great dad and we live close to each other. I see them all the time. We're a mile away, which is great. Um, 
it's, you know, you do what you got to do. Yeah. I mean, th- again, thankfully, I'm at a point in my career, and I have been for a long time. I mean, I've, I've owned my own business since I've had kids. So, thankfully, it's always been easy, even if I had something going on, to to not have to be there. Yeah. Um, and that's a choice you make. Believe me. I know for guys sure. that, don't, that didn't do that, that probably are more successful in some regards in terms of business. But... I I rather not do that. Well, and how, so, how do you define success? Success exactly. isn't money. Ex- you know, there's plenty well, of good, uh, we know billionaires that are good, miserable. Good so point. Good it's not point. About and I think that. and it's I think about, it. And, and listen, the kids are are grounded. They're super smart. They're beautiful. Fantastic. They're 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 great people. Um, you need to hire my daughter to babysit. I do. I, I do need you, a babysitter. She's the person in the neighborhood now. I'm thrilled. Done. The rate's super Jessica, high. We'll, we'll call her and we'll we'll hook that up. Yeah. So what's the next family trip for you guys? You do a lot of Cabo trips, I see. Like I go to Cabo a lot because it's close. It's yeah. easy. Um, last trip I did with the kids was Cabo. My, you know, I'll probably go back to Cabo before I go anywhere else just because yeah. it's easy. But my, my next real trip is going to be probably to Australia. Ooh, a big My trip. Best friend I grew up with, literally grew up be- behind me in the neighborhood, um, has been in Sydney for years. Oh, wow. And I've so never you gotta, been. You so I want to go to Sydney. I want to go to Asia. I got to oh, take the time to be able to do That's a real trip. Though. Yeah, exactly. you got to carve time out. Are you for doing sure. that this year, you're saying? Or I, sometime I, soon? I, candidly, I was thinking about doing it uh, in the last few months. I, that was the plan, but I didn't want to do it before uh, the project got sold. As yeah. you know, we kind of finished that. Yeah. Before Thanksgiving, the holidays killed Bad us. timing, but we, uh, we lost three or four months just yeah. sitting, unfortunately. And I didn't feel it was appropriate to get the hell out of town yeah. in the middle of that. Well, that so. would be an amazing trip. So tell me, what year is Tom Brady going to retire? Oh, man. You know, it's funny. A couple of years ago when they got beat, I forget who they played in the playoffs and they were out and they didn't make it to the next. The next yeah. game was the Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm not a big churchgoer, but we're Catholic. And, you know, I think it must have been a holiday or something. And my parents happened to be in town. But I met Tom at church, coming out of church. It was the day of, it was either the Super Bowl day. Oh, wow. Or maybe it was the the round right How before surreal. that. real. And we're walking out of mass and I see him and I went up and I shook his hand and I said, hey, I'm a big fan and, you know, grew up back there and, and love what you do and everything about you. And I said, how bad is it being in church right now when, when you should be playing? He's like, and he was, I'm not going to tell you what he said yeah. on the church of the steps, but yeah. it resembled something like, yeah. I can't fucking believe this. Yeah. Well, that's why he is who he is. It's, yeah. it's fascinating to play at that elite level and at this, for this many years and the amount and I know of time people that he know puts him, in. They say he's the nicest guy you'll ever meet. Treats everybody, treats everyone the same. You know, he's doing every drill. He's not sitting on the sidelines like a prima donna watching everybody do the drills. He had a big ass house here in Brentwood that he sold to Dr. Dre. They never moved into it. Unbelievable house. So yeah, he's he spent some time in LA. But yeah, I hear the answer to your question. So the answer to the question is: Is he forty this year? I think he's forty-two, isn't he? Forty-two? I don't. Tom, Tom's not forty. I think Tom's older than (laughs) forty. This guy. Hopefully, he'll look it up right here. Yeah. So he's, he's 41. 41. So this season, he's, he's going to be 42 to when he this. plays. I, I He'll play till 45. I mean, listen, the guy is- Three in, seasons. He doesn't drink alcohol. He eats perfect meals. He's got someone taking care of him. He's in insane shape. He's, yeah. he's, you know, back when you played baseball, we all did, you know, the pliability drills and yeah. all the stuff that, you know, you never took seriously. But they do. He does. But yeah. that's the kind of stuff that works yeah. that- He's proven in the last, you know, he has his own company now, TV12, and it's nutrition and and, and yeah. all that stuff. And, yeah, and I've seen. And, and it works. I mean, look at the guy. The guy looks younger than he did 10 years ago. He's in better yeah. shape. 
Benjamin Button, he's getting younger yeah. and younger. And the amount of time and studying they do, you know, watching film, watching tendencies, to, all those things eliminate the odds of putting yourself in a bad situation as a quarterback. You know, he seems to know when to step up, when to step back, where the pressure's coming from, where, where the, I mean, that's well, a lot of you know, it's interesting. A lot of that's the studying. It's I'm not, not a, just that, you know. I'm like a once a year, twice a year book reader. I'm not a huge book reader, but when I go on vacation, I'll read a book. And I'm glad the, you can read, Bob. I can read, it, believe it or not. And b- b- the best book I've ever read is it's called- from Southie. I didn't it's know. Maybe you can't read. Good to Great. I don't yeah, know if you've that, read that's it. Fantastic. Okay, so I mean that, but that's the difference, the difference between the, the Patriots little, and everybody else. Yeah, and that's a difference in business. You know, it's it's exactly. really easy to get good. It's impossible, very impossible, or nearly impossible to get great. And so that's them. that's the I fine mean, line that we're all shooting for, sure. for. Yeah, I need you to be the Tom Brady of development. I'm trying, <laughs> Bob. Awesome. I'm glad you joined us today. Good to see I got to give a shout out to this guy over here because Run DMC is my favorite group Run of all time. DMC, awesome shirt. Uh, one of my favorite groups of all yes, time. Yes, I mean, they've, like you know, you're young. I don't know how you're such a big fan of them, but they they are phenomenal. Oh God, one of the best of all time for sure, right? And Def Jam and all that stuff. Russell, they started they started uh, hip hop into the. I used up into to have the most obnoxious genre. Adidas sweatshirt. In college, did you have that the they used chains? to wear? No, but they they had they wore it, and I, somehow I found it in New York City. <laughs> I'm sure I look like a complete idiot. So that's why you still rock the Adidas. Place well, a DJ too. So I mean, that's what? A, oh my God. Yeah. What? Back in Boston, I have a I have my DJ equipment in my room at my house currently. Oh my God! It's like my um, piece. So you meditate, right? Yeah. I don't meditate. Yeah. When I want to get away, I. I Throw DJ, my headphones on and, and do that. I was I was a DJ too, middle school, high school, college, and then I gave it up. Yeah, yeah well, just, you were probably the bar mitzvah king. <laughs> bar mitzvah king, yeah, right? pretty much. Different music, a little different. I'm sure no, it was a I little was, different. I don't think it was so different. I think I think That's I was funny. I was battling the brothers. I was yeah, no, that was on us the ones too. And twos. Believe me, I was trust me, I went, you know, I was time. like the white guy at the Malcolm X Center. That was, that was, <laughs> I was I was at the parties DJ. That's funny. Yeah, at the Malcolm X Center. That's great with my brothers. Yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. Anything else you want to add? Anything else you you feel like we, we haven't touched on? I don't know. What we'll haven't you touched on? We'll call it a day then. Okay. Dude, thank you so much. You're I'm welcome. glad we finally got in here. For sure. Let's get a deal done soon. For sure. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Hey, I just want to thank Bob Skabinski for coming in. I always have a great time hanging with Bob, whether we're talking deals or whether we're just watching sports or talking shit. He's always a good guy to hang with. So I appreciate it. You can always find Bob. He's at Bob at Bookie Homes, but you can find him on Instagram at Bob Skabinski. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at Danny Brown LA. And I really appreciate you subscribing and tuning in. And more guests are coming up soon. Jay Lux, James Ferrier. Joey Miller, Josh LaBelle, and more coming to you soon. So thanks again, guys. I really appreciate you hanging with us. Take care.